0: Usually people fake their death to get out of a marriage. I'm Joe Fulgen. Superman
1: never made any money, but Lois Lane's pussy shape kind of funny. I'm Kevin Leeson.
2: There once was a fellow with limerence, fell in love with a woman named Temperance. He got shot in the arm hoping bloodshed would charm, but all that he got was indifference. I'm Torrin Atkinson, and this is Caustic Soda.
0: Bam! The word love comes from Old English lufu or lufian, which Ooh. is uh, the noun and the verb to love and to love. Is that where lufus come from? Lufus.
1: Uh, loofahs you know the things the scratchy things that you have in your shower yeah oh,
0: maybe might be the same root. Uh, route yeah so
1: then it's like oh so love is something that just scours the outside of you
2: yeah
0: <laughs> <That's
2: laughs> exfoliates your yeah, emotions that's, well,
0: the, <laughs> ex- exfoliate that's for the it's your, your loneliness your, your
1: self-respect
0: i would say your that your confidence i would say love infoliates you it gets you on the inside man mm-hmm.
2: can't see it right now but there's little hearts in my eyes
0: all right this should be pretty easy do you guys know what the fear of love is Lavophobia,
2: cupidophobia,
0: philophobia. Actually, Philophobia. Because everyone loves Phil. I uh, say loves that's Phil. like that TV Phil. show.
1: Everyone loves F- uh,
0: Philomen. So, what is love? What is love? Don't what hurt me. me? Don't have me no more. That's actually the next line that I have because I knew that would happen. <laughs> uh, so that's a, <laughs> <laughs> that's of course a very complicated question. There are all sorts of different kinds of love. In this one, we're going to be mostly concentrating on romantic love. We do Tough have a love. few. We do have a few others. Tough love is one of the ones I have listed. <laughs> uh, romantic love can be summed up as an abiding love for a partner with whom you feel passion, attraction, caring, and respect. All now, what
1: is love? What is love? Yeah, love. like if you love something.
0: Oh, that's like when you say that you love something, but you don't really. <laughs> yeah, you just I just want to be cute you. about it. <laughs> I love you. Yeah. Okay, I just noticed you're not using the actual word. <laughs> it's because I have so much love for you. Okay, I, I love think... you so much. I can't say the word of l. <laughs> <laughs> uh so i've got a this is totally not a full list of love types of love romantic mm. uh infatuation mm. eros unconditional and conditional love mm. puppy love maternal and of course paternal love brotherly love i would guess sisterly love as well, well brother nobody lo-
1: lo- nobody loves their
0: sister oh. i love my sisters mm. most mm. of them <laughs> spiritual love self-love tough love and free love Hmm. According to anthropologist Helen Fisher's TED Talk, which I'm going to link to in the show notes at Right. evidence of romantic love has been found in 170 societies studied by anthropologists, and no society yet has been found that does not have it. Right. So this is a common thing. It's Universal romantic love is common throughout all of human society. Or at the very well, least, global.
1: It's kind of at the root of our biological imperative, right? Like uh, you, yeah. uh, you, you, you uh, find a bond and attraction to someone else, and then you get together and bump uglies, and boom, you uh, propagate the species. You have to raise a child together. Well, That's love right. is a little oh, horror. <laughs> love is related to, but a little it's different like, from the mating part. For, see, For some of us, we watch romantic comedies and are like charmed by them. To Torn, they are horror movies. <laughs> like the precursor to yeah. the horror
0: movie. <laughs> so love is the part that makes sure that you pair bond. Love is yep. what makes it so you don't just hump and then go away. Uh, love is so you stick around after the sex is done and help raise the kid together.
1: Now, I like pears, but hmm. uh, I mean, they never really hold a candle to the to just a straight up apple, do they?
0: Yeah. What about an apple pear? Oh, Oh, but you need a special a bond apple? for that. A special bond? You couldn't use a, a pear bond. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, you'd have to use an apple pear bond. And apple those pair are, those are, are a, expensive. A
1: papal, a papal bond. Papples, yeah.
0: Fisher used an MRI to study people who were in love and oh. found activity cool. in an area near the base of the brain called the ventral tegmental area. Of so now
1: we know where what to excise. Of course. <laughs> what yes. <to> surgically removed.
0: <laughs> of course,
1: it's at the base. It is a baser instinct, after it, all. Yeah, it absolutely brain.
0: Is. It is. It absolutely is in the reptile brain. Uh, It's the VTA, which is part of the brain's reward system. Uh, She found activity in cells called the A10 cells, which are cells that make dopamine. Oh, and they're
1: also uh, great uh, tank-busting planes. Yeah, the The A-10 Warthog. The A-10
0: Warthog. uh, (laughs) You you cut that out of people's brains, attach a giant minigun to it, and then fly it at Soviet tanks. It was
1: my favorite G.I. Joe toy that I ever owned. I had the G.I. Joe Warthog. It was awesome. Mm -hmm.
0: It's a great looking plane. So
1: so you're saying that love gives us dopamine.
0: Yes.
2: Uh, Much like uh, crack addictions. (laughs) Yep. (laughs)
0: That reptilian core of the brain is associated with wanting, motivation, focus, and craving. Mm -hmm. And that same brain region where they found the activity also becomes active when you feel the rush of cocaine.
1: There you go. So
0: there are a lot of articles out there. When I was researching the science of love, let me find the science of love. For one thing, I'll tell you, it's really complicated. Yeah. The other is the number one thing that uh, science journalists like to say is that it's similar to cocaine, because I just kept finding article after article saying that. Right. Um, from right. different studies. It seems like everybody wants to do a study that compares the two, maybe because they get to do coke when yeah, they do their science. Say. Well, no wonder
1: everyone's like coming up with their uh, hypothesis. It's all like, uh, right. I think walking to the grocery store is like doing cocaine. I think, uh, Getting up out of bed is like doing cocaine. I let, Let's study it. Let's see if we have the same effect on the brain. I think, you know... Uh,
2: Writing uh, a newspaper article yeah, is like Yeah, it's that. like doing that, cocaine.
0: That time when the Hulk smashed Loki and said, puny God, that was like cocaine. Yeah, absolutely.
1: I like watching that movie and doing cocaine.
0: But at least with cocaine, as Fisher points out, you can come down from that. Mm-hmm. Oh. Rom- romantic love can be like an obsession, which leads me to limerence. Limerence Uh, I once was a man from Nantucket
1: Who fell in love Then said bucket (laughs) That said bucket Uh
2: Limerence coined by psychologist Dorothy Tenov Coined for her 1979 book Love and Limerence The Experience of Being in Love Okay Limerence is considered as a cognitive and emotional state Of being emotionally attached Or even obsessed with another person Okay. Typically experienced involuntarily Right. This is characterized by a strong desire for a reciprocation of one's feelings, a near obsessive form of romantic love. Got it. Limerence is
1: characterized by intrusive thinking. Okay. All right. And pronounce. So you keep thinking about going into another person's home so you can be closer to them?
0: I think they're thoughts that you can't get rid of. I got it. Unwelcome involuntary thoughts and images and ideas.
2: Right. And pronounced sensitivity to external events that reflect the disposition of the limerent object, their obsession.
1: Uh, Assuming that it's not in, in direct connection with your own. That they don't, they aren't also limerent about you.
0: Yeah, what it is is you—you you get hugely sensitive to things that would hint that the person that you're, you've got limerence for, that you're obsessed about, right. doesn't like you. Like you will get extreme, intense joy or extreme despair.
1: Well, nobody likes Torn, Joe. So how does this uh, does this mean that? Uh, I like Torn. Sick. He's got limerence. Yeah,
0: I, I'm not obsessed about Torn. <laughs> I don't really care if Torn likes me or not.
2: Can it be experienced as intense joy or as extreme despair, depending on whether the feelings are reciprocated? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Basically, it is the state of being completely carried away by unreasoned passion or love, even to the point of addictive type behavior. Got it. The, the physiological correlations of limerence are seizure-like, trembling, pallor, flushing, heart palpitations, pupil dilation, and general weakness. Genital weakness? General weakness.
1: Okay. (laughs) Not genital. Genital (laughs) strongness. Probably. Genital inferno.
0: When you get the extreme joy anyway. Yeah.
1: At least when you're looking in their window at night when they don't know you're there.
2: Awkwardness, stuttering, shyness, and confusion predominate at the behavioral level. Mm -hmm. Less common effects include insomnia, loss of appetite,
1: and passing out. I've had all those things.
2: Extreme anxiety that their behavior could torpedo the relationship leads to many of these symptoms manifesting intensely.
1: Oh, how intensely. ironic. That it's your obsession about the relationship, your the, your actions ending the relationship that causes more of these actions. I do remember
2: hearing or reading somewhere that uh, as you start to fall in love, you lose your appetite for a while.
1: Oh, yeah. So it, it, so you get less fat. So you become more attractive to the other person. Maybe.
2: maybe. <laughs> yeah. It's a. It. I remember that, experiencing that the one time I was in love. Oh. <laughs> oh,
1: yeah. Stop remember not, I Just
2: remember not being
0: not being hungry. How long did it last?
1: Oh God, I don't know. A day? A while? Two hours? Weeks? <laughs> Weeks? It's not like I didn't eat though.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. It's, I know what you mean. It's like you don't.
2: Yeah. Yeah. You just you know the day will go by and like I haven't eaten today,
1: oh. kind of a thing.
0: Yeah. Oh, but then there's that person. <laughs> uh, torn.
1: You should have stopped doing cocaine. Oh yeah, that's right. right. That was part of the equation that's too. The, the thing.
0: Ancient Greeks had words, many words for love. Uh, yeah, this a, let's turn this into oh, a little bit of a. One of them maybe was love. One love. of them love was maybe? not love. Oh. Loves. They are agape, eros, philia, storge, and xenia.
1: Storge. storge I know
0: what that. Xenia? Warrior that's a, princess. Storge yeah, right. is where
1: you go buy love from another
0: dude. <laughs> Store gay? Yeah. Oh, oh, buy. Yeah. I thought you meant bisexual love. Mm. You go buy love no, from you a buy yeah. some love. That's right. Okay, I got gotcha. you. By the hour. Okay. Or, you know, at the love store. The minute for some of us. Out at the love store. Yeah, the love
2: store is a little known place where we can get together.
0: Where we can get together and buy some love. Agape means love in modern day Greek. It generally refers to a pure ideal type of love rather than the physical attraction suggested by eros. Right. And it's been translated as love of the soul. Right. Uh, eros, which is from the Greek di- deity of the same name, is, is passionate love. love. So, yeah. uh, with sens- sensual desire and longing, some translations listed as love of the body. Yeah. Uh, philia is a dispassionate, virtuous love. It includes Ooh. loyalty to friends, family, and community, and nice. requires virtue, equality, and familiarity. It's the way you like love your mom the way you love the x-files it's where you love yeah. the vancouver canucks
1: mm. right not erotically
0: no, no but i know people who affiliated. love them in a couple of ways mm. uh it can also mean love Whoa. of the mind <laughs> storge is or storge. i i'm not sure how to pronounce it is natural affection like that felt by parents for offspring storge ah. storge? storge storge you're right it's storge that's longy. Mm. Xenia is hospitality. It was an extremely important practice in ancient Greece. Mm -hmm. Uh, It was an almost ritualized friendship formed between a host and his guest who could previously have been strangers. Uh, Yeah, Uh, but
1: one of them has to be a warrior princess. uh, Yeah, yeah, Mm -hmm. yeah,
0: of course. And uh, all the food is delivered on that spinning disc that she had. Yeah. I can't remember the name of. Precisely. (laughs) I tried to find some excellent examples of when love caused terrible events. Right. And uh,
1: and then that was all the stories. So you had to like cut it back Narrowed a little bit. Down a bit. It's yeah.
0: actually surprising uh, how little because a lot of the historical tragic love that you'd find when you're looking around is really just it's so tragic that they couldn't get together or the, right. their time together was so short. And I wanted to find, look at the horrible things that happened to a whole love bunch of people because love. causes a million people love. to die.
1: There's consequences. So,
0: of course, what, the, what, the first one that came to mind was Helen of Troy, the face that launched a thousand ships because she launched them to battle right helen of troy was according to the myth of the trojan war the most beautiful woman in the world and the daughter of tyndarius the king of sparta or maybe zeus and uh she is the face that
1: launched a thousand ships
2: yep like with her face you like went out there and pushed pushed her face on the the ships like a champagne bottle no longer beautiful they are they needed that's what made her beautiful (laughs) yeah
0: yeah, they didn't. Greek the, plastic you got to hammer out the dents.
2: You got to hammer out the dents.
1: No, yeah, they just. Uh, uh, she just needed to, you know. Imp- They had, like, a thing of wax on the side, on the figurehead. Oh, okay. And they needed her to just press her face into all the (laughs) figureheads. (laughs) Okay. Yeah.
0: When it came time for Helen to marry, she had so many powerful suitors that Tyndareus had to make them all swear an oath that they would band together to defend his choice for her husband. Right. Because they all wanted, all these powerful nobles throughout Greece were like, she's the most beautiful, I want to marry her, Right. and if you don't let me marry her, there's going to be trouble. Mm -hmm. So he wisely said, okay, listen, I'm going to choose, but all the rest of you, everybody here... Have to swear have to swear that you will defend my choice and that way if it's you you will get all these other people to defend it and they all did
1: mm. yeah because they all, they all thought that they were going to be the guy to win and then all yes. these other
0: guys couldn't do anything about it and probably also if you don't agree to this I'm not choosing you yeah right pretty wise move uh, he chose Menelaus who married Helen and became king of Sparta
2: wait Menelaus? Menelaus yeah he's a man and he laid
0: all he laid us uh huh just laid it out for him like that and he didn't even yeah, take it. I know, I
1: was waiting.
0: It was like like a dog when you give him a treat and he sniffs at it and looks at you and you go, what? You like that. That's what you like.
1: Sometimes it do, sometimes it don't. Oh, you're fickle.
0: Yeah. I, I am. Paris, meanwhile, who had been promised the most most beautiful woman in the world by Aphrodite, snuck into Sparta and stole Helen away. Yeah. Willingly or not depends uh, on the version that you hear of the story. Yeah,
2: there are two versions. In my version, she loves it.
0: Sure. In some versions, their ship was blown off course and Helen arrived in Egypt where the king of Egypt, King Proteus, refused to let Paris take her away because he liked Menelaus Mm -hmm. and kept her safe in Memphis during the following war. In other versions, she got to Troy. Menelaus then called on the other suitors to fulfill their oaths. They do and thus begins the Trojan War, which, as we know, ends up with the Greek warriors sneaking out of a wooden horse at night to slaughter the Trojans in their sleep.
1: Yeah. But they, so they all got on their thousand ships and went to Troy and laid siege for like 11 years or something to get Helen back. To get Helen back.
0: So I didn't really know the story either. I just kind of knew Face the Launch of Thousand Ships, the Trojan War, et cetera, Uh et cetera. And I actually kind of thought, oh, well, this kind of happened and it's been. It was
2: actually 999 ships. Uh, (laughs) Myth part
0: of it.
1: 999
0: ship balloons. Of course, the majority of this is totally not true. Yeah, it's mythological, rather. Because, you know, Zeus isn't real you know. Aphrodite um, didn't promise Paris shit. Yeah, it was but,
2: actually a large wooden rabbit. That's
0: right. <laughs> Not a horse. Oddly enough, Monty Python had no idea. Yeah. They just got lucky. But there is a place that they believe could have been ancient Troy. It certainly yeah. had been uh, attacked uh, several times to. and laid siege to several times. And they believe that some of those or one or two of those may have been the precursor to the story right. uh, that then came along. There's certainly a lot of people who talk about it. So I put it in the history section there. Okay. But we don't we don't know if any of those started because of uh of beautiful women. History-ish. Right, sure. yeah, yeah. History-ish. Yeah. Also in Greece, uh the Sacred Band of Thebes. Thebes. Mm. Was a troop of picked soldiers consisting of 150 pairs a of what male soldiers? Of picked soldiers. Like picked? Hand-picked. P- hand-picked. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh elite chosen. Chosen. Gotcha. Mm. Consisting of 150 pairs of male lovers, which formed the elite force of the Theban army in the 4th century BC. Okay. Oh, okay. So, according to Plutarch, the 300 hand-picked men were chosen by Gordigas purely for ability and merit, regardless of social class. Gordigidas. It was composed of 150 male couples, each pair consisting of an older Erastes, or lover, and younger Eremenos, beloved.
2: Mm. Mm -hmm. Uh, So a top and a bottom, right?
0: Yeah. Athenius of Naucratus records the sacred band as being composed of, quote, lovers and their favorites, thus indicating the dignity of the god Eros, in that they embrace a glorious death in preference to a dishonorable and reprehensible life. Mhm. While Polianus described the, the secret- person with a million
2: anuses. That's right. <laughs> I
0: was true to say described I mean for this for this particular
1: group of people that is, you know, a uh, a uh, pu- uh, uh, propos, sure.
0: Uh, Polyanus <laughs> describes the sacred band as being composed of men, quote, devoted to each other by mutual obligations of love. So this is an all-lover elite right. crack troop.
1: Sure. Wow. In three, 370- so much for don't ask, don't tell. It's like, oh, do
0: tell. <laughs> you, you were just going to leave crack troop there. Crack uh- troop. In three seventy one BC, seven years after the sacred band formed at the Battle of Luctra or Leuctra. The Sacred Band helped Thebes and Spartan domination of the region. Thebes then went on for many years to control most of Greece. However, in 338 BC against Philip II of Macedon at the Battle of Carona, Traditional hoplite infantry, which is what the Sacred Band was, was no match for Philip's novel long-speared Macedonian phalanx. phalanx. The Theban army and its allies broke and fled, but the Sacred Band, although surrounded and overwhelmed, refused to surrender. The Thebans of the Sacred Band held their ground, and nearly all 300 fell where they stood beside their last commander, Theagenes. Plutarch notes that their corpses were heaped one upon another. Mm-hmm. Like a human centipede Like a human hug Pyramid it's a, it's a big I like to call it a big death hug Like a human pyramid Right, sure mm-hmm. Or human pyramid, sure
1: Ooh, yeah Maybe they were uh, They were interlocking Yeah, it was like a puzzle Yeah, yeah <laughs> With the penises and Penis the anuses Penis and bums, yeah, yeah, yeah
0: Oh, yeah So, so they couldn't
1: be separated
0: It was like a big Tetris pile Yeah And just, then they
2: got polyanus, And he just got too many openings Maybe
0: yeah.
1: that's where he got his name Oh, no Polyanus was at the center And they were all inserted in him <laughs> Yep Kind of Encircling his body like a morning star. Yeah, like a like a porcupine. Like a porcupine. Like an inverse porcupine. An inverse porcupine. Just
0: there you go. <laughs> Abelard and Eloise. This Eloise. is uh, the 11th to 12th century. <laughs> Eloise. Eloise. <laughs> Peter Abelard was a medieval French scholastic philosopher, theologian and preeminent logician. Mm-hmm. Around 1115 he began an affair with Eloise d'Argentuil, a student 20 years is younger.
1: Uh logic dictates that I have to start sleeping with a woman 20 years younger than me. Yes, I am a logician after all. It's logical. It is, only logic would dictate that I do this thing. It is logical
0: it's, that you are allowed to say no, however it would be illogical to actually say no. It's logical because it gives me a boner. <laughs> QED. Mhm. QED is what you say when you whip out your dick. Quite erection, dickhead. <laughs> When Eloise's uncle and guardian, <laughs> Fulbert, or Fulbear, found out he separated them, but they continued to meet in secret, Eloise became pregnant and was sent by Abelard to be looked after by his family in Brittany, where she gave birth to a son who she named Astrolabe after the scientific oh, instrument. That's yeah. nice. that's, oh, that's nice. Yeah. Oh, this cool.
1: is kind of like, this is the the Middle like, Ages equivalent of, you know... Uh, like,
2: I'm going to name my son MRI. That's right. Yeah. yeah. yeah
1: that's right. Well, I was thinking more along the lines of, you know... Uh, Singularity? Um, no, what's his name? Zappa. Uh, Frank, Frank Zappa. Zappa. What did he, he mean? Yeah. yeah.
0: Dweezil and Moon Unit?
1: Yeah, that's right. Moon Unit,
0: Zappa. <laughs> Those are not very scientific, though. I like the science... You know, na- name your kid uh, uh, Bunsen. Spectrograph. Spectrograph. Mm. There you Hubble. Go. Hubble. That eh? was named after a person already.
1: Even. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, telescope then. Oh, there, that? Now you're getting ah, yeah, with it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's
0: Telescope. It. Here we go. To a peaceful bear, Abelard proposed a secret marriage so as not to mar his career prospects. I'm not sure why that was. Well, why would it, was, it was kind of frowned upon to have children with people you weren't married to. Eloise initially opposed the marriage, but the couple were eventually married. Uh-huh. When Fulbert publicly... Wore dis- her down. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. When Fulbert publicly disclosed the marriage, Eloise denied it. Oh abelard sent eloise to the convent at argentuil where she had been brought up in order to protect her from her uncle some very complicated stuff going on here yeah well you know you're talking about the middle ages yeah yeah exactly
1: like days of our lives only uh days of our middle ages
0: yeah this this next part is very much a horribly gone wrong three's company misunderstanding episode right eloise dressed as a nun and shared the nun's life though she was not veiled Fulbert, believing that Abelard wanted to be rid of Eloise by forcing her to become a nun, arranged for a band of men to break into Abelard's room one night and castrate him. Oh,
1: who's Fulbert
0: again? Fulbert is her uncle and her guardian, the, the man who raised her. Her uncle. Right. Okay. All right. So, so go he, get my my niece's the guy uh, who secret up, husband.
1: Yeah. That knocked up my niece. Who, who sent her? Who sent her to the
0: nunnery? He, the, the, the husband said, did the send husband her to the nunnery, yeah. right. but she, he didn't make her a nun. But the uncle thought he did. He thought that uh, well, If you're going to make my niece niece her, a, uh, nun a nun,
2: be celibate. Then yeah. I'm going to cut your dick off. Well,
1: right. I'm going to. Ha- you will have none more children. She's a nun, <laughs> and you. You will have if, if children. If, will she, be if she
0: has none, if she is is you none, you will have none. There you go. That's right. None testicles. The end result of this was Abelard decided to become a monk at the monastery of Saint Denis near Paris. He because was like, he didn't Well, have I, balls anymore? I guess so. And then he insisted that Eloise also take vows as a nun.
1: Ah, so that if
0: I can't have you, no one else will? So we're kind of past well, the caustic vows. part. The caustic part is the castration. Right, yes. Uh, So, but the rest of it is this whole, that everybody does this, they say is this tragic love affair. They are separated for most of the rest of their lives and they corresponded back and forth and many of their love letters uh, have been published together. Oh, if only I had a
2: penis, here's what I would do to you.
0: I just,
1: yeah, I mean, this is a real wild, wild west kind of situation where you can just like hire bands of men to castrate people. Wait,
2: is castration when you cut your balls off or your dick off or both? Balls. What happens when you get your penis cut, cut off? What do they call that? Uh, br- Penisectomy. <laughs> Penisectomy. Okay, uh, it,
0: it absolutely is. My dog was going to get one. Uh
1: uh-huh. Well, I don't
0: know if you. That's the medical
1: phrase. Right. So, it castrated. They that yeah. they, you you can just walk down. Uh, I'm looking for a band of men to perform a castration. Oh, all right, mate. Uh, it'll be a tuppence, right? Bring it on. I'm I'm happy to do it. When does this happen? Bring my sword with me. Twelfth century. Okay.
0: Yeah. Uh, I do. I think Torrin would have actually liked Eloise himself. Uh, she was apparently an amazingly uh, intelligent woman, loved science right. and all that stuff. And she plainly writes of her disdain for marriage and even feminine life, stating in her first letter, I preferred love to wedlock, freedom to a bond. She is also later quoted with her famous line, What man bent on sacred or philosophical thoughts could endure the crying of children? And what woman will be able to bear the constant filth and squalor of babies? Uh-huh. She is the perfect That's woman true. for you, Torrin. She named her kid Astrolabe. Back in time? She named her kid Astrolabe. Now Torrin really wants a TARDIS so he can uh, go marry Eloise. Uh, uh, uh.
1: And you you care the castration yourself.
0: I don't need to marry her.
2: Oh,
0: oh, oh. oh yeah, cuz she doesn't oh. want to get married. Just going to go back in time and spend what little time you have left. Dress up like a nun. Yeah. Oh, this will be the secret nun with a uh, beard. Oh. I love this time traveling spook comedy <laughs> farce already. Yeah, this is
1: this is uh um, bosom buddies all over again. <laughs> right.
0: Can we do a series of movies where we just go back in time to meet up with women we think are amazing and then spend time with them? Oh. As long as we get to dress and it, up. And it always ends up as, as a women. weird
1: farce. You know what we'll, we'll call them Habit Buddies instead of Bosom Buddies? Habit Honey's. That sounds like a porno. Uh, That's fine, too. How about about nunnery? More like funnery?
0: Nunnery more like funnery. Get thee to a funnery.
1: Get thee to a funnery, Get thee to
0: a funnery. Time travel can be habit-forming.
1: Okay. Uh, okay. That's what you put on the poster. On the poster.
0: Get thee to a funnery. (laughs) Time travel can be habit-forming. There we go.
1: I got it. TM. Boom.
0: TV Tropes has a really good list of uh, together in death trope. Hmm. Uh, And I picked out a few good ones. this 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 is
1: real
2: life stuff, though
0: this is all real life stuff yeah, yeah. Oh, okay so tv tropes will list you know this isn't a movies this is in this they've also got uh, real life yeah. and i picked some ones of the real life a bunch of them are things that i've already mentioned already so right. good for them i didn't get it from them though uh the previous one was from uh, michael tice by the way right on facebook thanks a lot
2: we love michael tice number one I like darkest Tom. at the hillside tickets fan is he yeah helped to write the lyrics for the math song
0: Ooh. oh yeah
2: and something else
0: Isidore Strauss was the co-owner of Macy's and a passenger on the Titanic along with his wife, Ida. Right. Mm. When the ship hit the iceberg, Ida refused to get into a lifeboat because, of course, women and children were supposed to get loaded on, telling her husband, we've lived together for many years, where you go, I go. I remember that scene from the movie. They, right. were, they were last seen alive to, uh, sitting together quietly on the boat deck. They are the elderly couple seen cuddling together in their bed in the yep. 1997 movie as their room gets filled with water. Mm. And a deleted scene shows Ida refusing to enter the lifeboat. They appear in almost every dramatization yep. of the story, even the 1943 version made in Nazi Germany, right. which curiously doesn't mention that they're the Jewish. Yeah, they, yeah, they've got blonde hair and yes. striking cheekbones. <laughs> Buck Mr. Fuller's wife. Who's Buck Mr. Fuller? Buckminster Fuller was an American neo-futuristic architect, systems theorist, author, designer, and inventor. Oh, he's a brainy guy. He was a brainy guy. Uh, His wife was comatose and dying of cancer in a hospital. While he was visiting her, he exclaimed, She's squeezing my hand! Before having a heart attack and dying.
1: Wait, who died? Buckminster Fuller died. Okay. Right, he yelled out, She's squeezing my hand. She's squeezing my uh, hand!
0: uh, And then he had a heart attack and died. Yeah! She died 36 hours later. Oh my god. Because of the
2: spiritual love bond.
0: Yeah. Yeah, from Sarajevo,
1: 1993. Mm -hmm. Okay, so um, who's Sarajevo Uh, in love with?
0: Admira Izmich and Bosko Birkic were natives of Bosnia and Herzegovina, living in the city of Sarajevo. Oh, so it's a threesome. Uh, It's uh, Bosko, Admira, and Sara. Sarajevo? Yeah. Yeah, no. Sarajevo's the city. Uh, She was a Bosniak, which is a Bosnian Muslim, and Mm -hmm. he was a Bosnian Serb. Ooh,
1: star-crossed lovers so
0: they are totally the Romeo and Juliet of Sarajevo ah. do we know how Romeo and Juliet ends yeah so
2: happily ever after right nope the
0: 1992 to 96 (laughs) siege of Sarajevo by the Bosnian Serb army caused living conditions to deteriorate drastically for its inhabitants and in 1993 the couple decided to flee the city
1: right
0: having friends on all sides involved in the conflict there's a general thought that their passage through the city and its infamous sniper alley under constant fire from hills occupied by the Serbs could be a safe one right Uh, and this whole friends thing uh, there's a YouTube uh, there's a documentary it's up on YouTube uh, that calls them the romeo and juliet of sarajevo uh it's quite long i didn't end up going through the whole thing but very beloved couple like he was apparently he was apparently a super good guy had a smile for everybody didn't say anything bad about anybody she was a real sweetheart
1: you can't see smiles through a sniper scope
0: yeah an arrangement was made for may 19th 1993 at Mm. five o'clock p.m that no one would fire as the couple approached Right. According to Dino Kapin, who was a commander of a Croatian unit allied at the time with the Bosnian Army forces, around five o'clock, a man and woman were seen approaching the bridge. As soon as they were at the foot of the bridge, a shot was heard, and according to all sides involved in their passage, oh my god, the bullet hit Bosko Birkic and killed him instantly. Oh,
2: right. another Someone shot. Someone didn't get the memo. Yeah, exactly. Precisely.
0: Another shot was heard, and the woman screamed, fell down, wounded, but was not killed. Uh, she crawled over to her boyfriend, cuddled him, hugged him, and died.
2: It was all. A it trick. was
0: observed that she was alive for at least fifteen minutes after the shooting. Right. So she lay next to him for fifteen minutes. Uh, so the. Well, fall- I don't know
1: who was the person who was supposed to get the message to all the snipers yeah. to not shoot. But he missed at least one and maybe two.
0: Both sides blamed the other. Actually, of course they. Of course did. they did. Yeah. yeah, and they never did find out who it was. Uh, at the end, the uh, it was the
2: same guy as the Kennedy
1: assassination. Oh, the the, the second shooter, the man on the grassy you knoll.
0: Their body stayed out for days oh. because because it was unsafe to go get them. Yeah, and at night, the Bosnians uh, Bosnian Serbs finally had to send uh, Muslim prisoners of war out to get their to fetch their bodies. Because right. they would hope the prisoners of war would not be killed by their own people. And right. at night and all that stuff. Yeah. Uh and we have a photo here of uh the two of them together. Uh dead.
1: Well, not exactly the uh Sarajevo, Romeo and Juliet they because
0: they kill each other, yeah. Yeah, they because Sarajevo
1: so the Romeo and Juliet, as we all know, committed suicide. So it's a yeah. bit of a misnomer. Yep. Uh-huh. Was more like The Sarajevo Captain Ahab and Moby Dick.
3: (laughs) 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 I will wait a lifetime if it takes that long. I know. She's out there For I have heard a song in dreams She sings to me Her angel's voice a symphony mm. Is she in a garden Or a meadow fair Does the dappled sunlight Shine ribbons in her hair Does she sit patiently she waits No more long. She's a fairy princess From a song of old I will have a toothbrush That is made of solid gold And I will watch TV As my manservant flosses Permission from the wife We will all live in a castle high My beloved and my millionaire girlfriend and I. Does not matter to me If she's pretty All counts of what she got at City chase manhattan know even washington mutual when my search is ended i will cherish her she will sign some papers Give me power of attorney And what's hers will be mine in perpetuity mm. She's my mid-air girlfriend She's my life Once I finally find her I'll get permission from the wife We will all live in a castle huh? Girlfriend and I, my beloved and my millionaire girlfriend And I, my beloved and my millionaire girlfriend
2: March 2011 Uh Joyce Washington Ooh Sounds pretty An unnamed man Called 911 To report He was born with no name
1: Uh, uh, man with no name Uh, Called uh, 911
2: To report that his wife Had collapsed Okay By the time deputies And medics arrived Eight minutes later At their home They found the man Slumped over her body He apparently Had been attempting CPR And suffered a fatal heart attack
1: Oh Oh He put too much strain On his bad ticker yeah, both died. He was 60, she was 59. So, uh, public service announcement, don't do CPR, people.
0: If you're 60 and have a yep. weak heart, Let That's... just let her die, let her go. <laughs> <Hey, laughs> Nothing I can do. Just wait no, for the
2: medics to arrive. That
0: would be incredibly Hol- unsafe for me to do If Hollywood has taught
1: anything. me anything, yeah. you see the ghost rise out of the body, right. and you l- talk it into getting back in there. Yeah,
2: yeah. Because you throw out a, like... Or you kid it with your proton uh, Ghostbusters
1: beam. Yeah, oh, yeah. absolutely.
2: <laughs> just put a pack right no, in the body. you, you, all can you do, do that, just stand
1: over the body and you say, don't die on me, man.
0: No, you
2: just close the mouth. Hold that mouth closed. <laughs> and then the ghost can't come out. It's like
1: sneezing. Got it. Got it. Bless you. Uh-huh. Cause tight.
0: Now I want to see a future a Ghostbusters of the future where doctors have realized that those ghost traps can be used to save people's spirits as they're dying so they get installed into every single operating bed in the world mm-hmm. and we've got all these people's spirits saved <laughs> so that we can fix their you bodies just, and then put them back in.
2: He just put a ghost trap underneath the bed and whenever it flatlines you press the button.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And
2: pulls well, it back he in. didn't yeah.
0: make it, but some it's it's the it's the Ghostbusters version of being cryogenically frozen, right? <laughs> right. At That someday we're going to Able to make new bodies and we put, can just put the ghost put the back ghost in back this in. body.
2: Got it. Just clone it. Yeah, just clone or it clone as a baby. The,
0: clone the body and put the ghost back in. Oh, brilliant. So and instead and of that's one... the Ghostbusters sequel I want to see. <laughs>
1: so in this story, instead of one dead body, they arrive to find two. <laughs> so story, body, they arrived to, <laughs> <laughs> arrive yeah. to find two. Sure. They're they're like, like, Who sweet. made
2: the call? What is going on yeah. here?
1: That is true love, though.
2: Yeah, it's yeah.
1: That I'm... you 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 pump air into somebody else's lungs until you die. Yeah.
0: Is it true
2: love, or is it to (laughs) blave? (laughs) To
1: blave.
2: What
0: movie is that? Which, as we all know, means to bluff. No, it's not. It's the Princess Bride, which, as we all know, it means to bluff. So a friend was probably playing Cods, and he cheated. (laughs) Love it. Love it. Milwaukee, Wisconsin, July 2011. When Jordan Cardella's girlfriend broke up with him, he got to thinking... If only I got shot, she'd Ooh. be worried about me, and I could win her back through sympathy. That always oh, wow. works. That always, always works. That
1: always works. Yeah, always. That does work. That does work. Public I...
0: service announcement: This is a great plan. Yeah, this is this will never fail. However, oh. being a convicted felon, Cardella realized he wasn't supposed to handle a gun. Oh, so he would need some help. Yes. Okay. Yes. All right.
1: Well, very responsible felon.
0: I know. Well, I can't break the law. Yeah, Shooting that's fair. Myself to I get don't
1: want yeah. to fuck up my parole. I don't want to fuck up my parole. someone else to shoot me. Yeah, I got sorry. friends. Yeah. You'd hope. <laughs> he does. You'd hope. Or enemies. Or enemies. It might be easier to get your enemies. Frenemies. You. <laughs> yeah. Is a friend who
2: will agree to shoot you because you ask? A friend or, or a frenemy. friend? Hold on, yeah.
0: let's try this. Kevin,
1: will you. Yes.
2: Yes, always.
1: Yeah. Yes, the answer <laughs> is yes. Me,
2: give me the gun. Can I use yeah. a bow and arrow?
1: <laughs> Can I get crossbow?
2: What, what are we talking here? Can I use a chainsaw? Can I hit
1: you uh, below the waist? Can, Can I... I hit you above the waist?
2: <laughs> Can I use a gun, a blunderbuss that shoots chainsaws?
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I want that now. Yeah. <laughs> Cardell asked his friend, 20-year-old Anthony Woodhall, to shoot him but Woodall refused. Instead, he asked 24-year-old Michael Wesick to shoot okay. Cardella in exchange for money or pain pills. Oh, <laughs> uh, right. you know, a third-party deal going, a, going on. Right. Listen, he's, I'm not going to do it, but I know a guy who needs some morphine.
1: He's subcontracting yeah. uh, for Vicodin. I like that. Yes, it. exactly. Uh, now, is the mistake because the guy took the pain pills before he shot him? Is that where
0: the mistake begins? Is well, this where it starts to go off the rails? Court records say that Cardella wanted to be shot in the chest or back multiple times. Oh, my times. God. Oh, that's not the simple Sympathy no, shoot. That is you get shoot yourself place? in the leg. Yeah, that is the wrong place to choose to get shot. <laughs> yeah, Waychik shot him in the arm once at south at a South Milwaukee park before then bringing him to the hospital and refusing to shoot him again. See, that's right. not so bad. Okay. Yeah, shoot
2: him shot in him the at. arm. Sympathy. So oh, you poor baby. But he's like,
1: oh, you got me in the arm. Shoot me in the chest, you idiot. <laughs> yeah. No, two more. <laughs> yes, more in the torso. Like, I refuse to do so because then I will not be the only felon standing here. <laughs>
0: curiously uh, that's not legal
1: you uh, cannot really?
0: allow yourself to be shot huh what really you can't uh a judge sentence not coming to the euthanasia laws or something uh, uh yeah i think you, i'm not exactly sure what the actual uh, statute is but a judge sentenced way to two years probation and 100 hours of community service uh and so was- that was the guy who got shot that was the guy who did the shooting the guy oh. who did it for the pain pills
2: but the judge was in on oh wait the, guy, the 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 kid the pain pill guy got the hundred hours of community service. Who's Waitchik?
0: No, Waitchik is the guy who pulled the pulled the trigger. Right. Yeah. He's the guy okay. who would okay. do it okay. for the pain pills. Yeah. Yeah. at a separate hearing, uh he gave the same sentence to Woodhall, who who's oh, the guy he asked right. first. Who, who, said oh. it who said, I won't, but I'll get this guy to do it. So did anything happen to Cardella? Yeah, he Cardella got recovered. Shot. He got shot in the arm. <laughs> <She got laughs> shot. Mm.
2: No time. <laughs> time enough. served in your hospital yeah. bed. Yeah. In
0: case you're wondering, Cardella's girlfriend never showed up to show sympathy. No. Oh. Oh. What a heartless <laughs> Can you imagine? No, no, probably,
1: because she's like, I'm wise to your bullshit. This is the kind of thing this jackass would do. Because she was smart. (laughs) Yeah, she broke up with him because of these very things, these kinds of zany antics.
2: List of qualities I do not want in a man. Someone who will shoot himself to get my sympathy.
1: Now, these zany antics are great for characters in an animated TV series, for instance. Mm -hmm. He could be a great cartoon character. Uh, Not so good in A Boyfriend. In real life. An actual real life boyfriend. As somebody, zany antics is not what you want in a life partner.
0: Uh, yeah, self-shooting zany antics, yeah. for sure. Mm. Pass. November 2011,
2: Florida, L.B. Williams, an African American, and his wife Donna, a Caucasian female, found a cross burning in their driveway. Okay. After the couple reported the incident. police <laughs> a hate crime. Police began a hate crime investigation. Yeah, well, you'd think so. Call back to our hate crime episode. Yeah,
1: burning crosses are kind of a dead Mm -hmm. giveaway.
2: Two days later, Donna said she received a note taped at the front door that was signed KKK. Okay.
1: Maybe it was just like... uh, Chris Kringle? Carl Klaus Kringle.
2: Carl Klaus Kringle. Yeah. The note said that she was being watched and that she had better not leave that N-word, a warning that struck Donna as odd. When did the KKK start supporting black and white interracial marriages, she wondered. Uh Uh-huh. On Monday... L.B. Williams admitted to setting the fire and posting the note in an effort to keep his wife of seven years from filing for divorce.
1: Oh, it was a setup <laughs> Oh this this is, uh, this is a bad idea.
2: <laughs> he was arrested and later released from Bay County Jail without bond. As uh-huh. a condition of the domestic violence charge, he is not allowed to go
1: home. Right. Yeah. Well, yeah, I guess lighting a cross on your front on, lawn your own
0: front lawn is uh, that so at least public mischief. Uh, yeah. Right. And, and calling the and calling the cops. Right. Yeah. Like pretending that a crime went on. Yes. Like whether or not you're actually allowed to put a burning cross on your own driveway. Yeah. Maybe <laughs> maybe that's within the municipal statutes. You're allowed to have an open flame on your driveway but, as long as it's taken care of. But telling the cops that it's a hate crime, that's against the law. I
1: consider myself a writer. And I think one mm-hmm. of the things when you're writing a screenplay or a character or a bio or whatever, you try and put yourself in their shoes and think to yourself, what would this person do who is not like me, but what would they logically do under these circumstances? And I don't think he used this thought process when he wrote the note <laughs> yeah. uh, from the KKK outlining the reasons that right. his wife should not leave him. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think he accurately got into the character of a hateful KKK member. I think he missed a step here. He should get a class. I think he only had hate notes. As and (laughs) here's the thing.
0: Burning a cross on your driveway is not a simple thing to do. Yeah, no. like you got to you got to build a cross. Yeah, you got to soak it in I don't know, kerosene, gasoline, gasoline whatever, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. You, you got to light it. You got to get it there. You got to make sure nobody sees you do it. Yeah, I mean this is a whole long plan. That whole long plan. At some point, his brain's got to go. Come back hey, wait a house. minute.
1: You got to come back inside the house and not smelling like gasoline. <laughs> That's and true or too.
0: Yeah, yeah. And then you got to go. Hey, wait a minute. Uh, how's this going to work again? Oh, they yeah. didn't.
2: They didn't say how big the cross was.
0: Oh, I see. You th- it th- it could like have a- been like a Stonehenge yeah. from uh, Spinal yeah. Tap Cross. Yeah. But I mean, maybe that's what
1: he, he lit the cross thinking that she would get so stressed that it would like pair bond them together. Yeah. Right. And instead she's like, uh, okay, I was thinking of leaving you anyway. And now that the KKK are involved, I got to go. And, he's well, like, and he panicked. He panicked. He's like, yeah. well, the KKK writes letters, right? Yeah.
2: Well, Donna Williams says she has no hard feelings towards her husband. Uh-huh. He truly is a good man. Uh-huh. We just can't be together.
1: Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. Again, zany antics, zany antics, <laughs> you know, yet again, not, uh, not good for, uh, long term
0: loving relationships. Why was her hand towards me for that?
1: I, no, that was you, just a sweeping oh, motion. It, it felt, was a like, sweeping, I was it felt like you are saying loving relationship
0: world. and you motioned towards me. And I was like, we don't have a loving relationship. <laughs> I God. was
1: I was encompassing all of the loving relationships. That includes any antics.
0: Okay. Mm-hmm. September 2012, Omsk, Russia. Uh-huh. Irina Kolokov was caught off guard when she turned up to meet her boyfriend, Alexei Bykov, but found what appeared to be a horrific car accident when she arrived. Oh Whoa. my God. We'd arranged to meet at a certain place, but when I arrived, there were mangled cars everywhere. Oh. Ambulances, smoke, and carnage, she Ooh, said. Right. Oh, the Spider-Man villain was there. When oh. I saw Alexei covered in blood lying in the road, a paramedic told me he was dead. Done. And I wow. just broke down in tears. Uh, wow. Horrified, she walked away sobbing. <laughs> oh,
1: so now this is where it gets caustic? She has sex with a dead body in the morgue.
0: Meanwhile, by co... Necrophilia it <laughs> erupts. No? No. Meanwhile, Bykov emerged from the ambulance behind her, giggling and holding flowers and a single golden Mylar balloon. His face covered in fake blood and his head wrapped in gauze, Bykov ran uh, up to his love, who was so distraught that when her boyfriend approached her, she shoved him off while crying uncontrollably.
1: Yeah, because she thought he was a zombie. <laughs> yes. she'd been
0: convinced that he was dead. Yes, because uh, there's some photos like... I have a feeling uh, this
2: is filed under zany pranks. Zany antics. Totally,
0: yes. Uh, it took some close consoling before she was calm enough for... Baikov could get, to get down on bended knee and ask her to be his wife. Oh what?
2: I can't wait for a life of this, this crazy bullshit. This was all a setup
0: what? for an awesome proposal. No, this is first not an Awesome proposal. Think, <laughs> that first made
2: her think that it's, the man she loved was dead. That's right? Can you imagine a life without me? He
1: asked. Uh, yeah, so now I can. You've shown it to me. Yep. That I, was, I'd already started to think about moving on. <laughs> So now I must say no because I was starting to think about Igor from next (laughs) door. That's
0: right. (laughs) Luckily for Bykov, once Kolokov calmed down, she said yes. Mm. Mm -hmm. I was so cross, I almost killed him again, but for real this time, (laughs) she said. Once she agreed, uh, they got applause from onlookers, and he released the golden balloon into the air. Uh, To stage the entire event, he had hired a film director, a script writer, stuntman, and makeup artist to make his proposal one of the most truly memorable uh, moments of Kowakawa's life. I wanted her to realize how empty her life would be without me and how life would have no meaning without me. I think it worked, he said, but I promise it's the last time. Hey, healthy
2: relationships.
1: (laughs) Oh, Uh, good Lord. That sounds like a terrible idea.
0: (laughs) (laughs) There's some great photos. Uh, I've got one of them hugging after with him with all the the blood and damage on him. They're smiling. This is uh,
1: just like, uh, you know, when I always hear about those, um, you know, workers unions or whatever that do, you know, kind of work slowdowns or work to rule or, you know, they, they go on strike or whatever and then. Everybody kind of figures out that they're sort of not really necessary, that you can kind of get by without them. Oh, I see. Right. You know, they prove their own redundancy, <laughs> and there was a serious danger that this guy was going to do the exact same thing.
0: And we have this thing on YouTube. Oh, the video of We you? have the video of the proposal. On YouTube. On YouTube. Yeah. Uh, there you go. So we'll go put to... that up, causticsodapodcast.com. Yeah,
1: go to the website.
0: Mm-hmm. Pop culture? Yes. I think we've mentioned it before. Man mm-hmm. of Steel, Woman of Kleenex. No. No. So this is by a former guest of the show, Larry Niven. Okay. In uh, his book, All the Myriad Ways, 1971. Okay. It's a short essay on Superman's chances of procreating on Earth, which mentions some of the real-world consequences of his level of power combined with biology and physics and all that other stuff. So I have some selected text. The entire short story sort of short essay is actually up online with Niven's permission, so we'll link to that. Mm -hmm. But I have a selected text I would love Torn to read as David Attenborough. Okay,
2: okay, okay. Consider
0: the driving urge
2: between a man and a woman. Mm -hmm. The monomaniacal urge to achieve greater and greater penetration remember also that we are dealing with kryptonian muscles (laughs) superman would literally crush lois lane's body in his arms while simultaneously ripping her open from crotch to sternum gutting her like a trout (laughs) lastly he'd blow off the top of her head Ejaculation of semen is entirely involuntary in the human male and in all other forms of terrestrial life. Uh, it would be unreasonable to assume otherwise for a Kryptonian. But with Kryptonian muscles behind it, kal semen would emerge with the muzzle velocity of a machine gun bullet. <laughs>
1: <laughs> he put way too much thought into this.
0: Yeah. Uh, Was this essay
1: written with comedic intention? Yes, of course. Thank God.
0: Well, both comedic and pointing out the truth, right? Right. Uh, Right. Because it's true. Uh, He also adds, one can imagine that the Kent home in Smallville was riddled with holes during Superboy's puberty. (laughs) And why did Lana Lang never notice that? (laughs) okay so movies uh i finally watched brokeback mountain uh right. the suggestion of somebody when i asked for uh tragic love stories i mm-hmm. saw it in the theater uh i never mm-hmm. did i it's one of those movies that i feel like you got to be in the mood for it like it's yeah. going to be kind of long and slow you got to be in the and stuff mood like that. to for man-on-man love it wasn't that Um mm-hmm. I wouldn't have watched it if it was man and woman love like so much, like if you right. if would change the genders to be more traditional. Yeah.
2: My biggest problem with that movie, what do you want to say with this, the plot sure. is?
0: So uh, the movie's about a couple of cowboys who go up to work uh, up on a mountain to watch some sheep over the for part of the year for a rancher. And uh, in it, they find out that they totally are like crazy, essentially in love with each other. Mm-hmm. They split up and go their separate ways and live their own lives, but then occasionally find each other and meet up again and go hunting and fishing up on Brokeback Mountain. Mm-hmm. And because it's the only place that they can safely experience their love together.
2: Mm-hmm. Biggest problem I had with this movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There is a scene that I remember. I saw this in the theater. Yep. And
0: is it the first love scene?
2: It's a scene between one of the characters and his wife or girlfriend. Okay. Yep. And she says to him, we don't want women. Don't want funny men. Wow, yeah. Wow, that pfft,
1: that's, that's, I, I disagree and I su- with that. And I submit <laughs> to all of our listenership. Well, all of, the, all of our <laughs> listeners and any of them who I've slept with. <laughs> I think that's the ones demonstrably ones I untrue. Yeah.
0: I don't remember that exact line, but maybe she meant something else by funny. Oh, women don't want funny men. Oh, yeah. funny shaped men. If yeah. you know what I mean. <laughs> so.
1: <yeah. laughs> So you might have said it in that if Women don't want funner Men Something like maybe, that yeah. In that intonation yeah. Maybe that was my mistake but She my gave lovely the old like Tinkerbell symbol <laughs> right. with her yeah. hand That was maybe the giveaway
2: No it had nothing to do with the, uh, with the Homosexual what relationship What era was scene.
1: this movie set in? Was it set in a bygone time? I or? think it
0: started in 63 three ish okay. or so. And right. uh, cause I think that's the date that they said they went up on the mountain right. and then it covers many, many years after I can't remember the right. total number of years, but they, they go off and have kids and the kids become nearly a Yeah. The, the daughter of one of them of Heath Ledger's character actually ends up getting married uh, by the end of it. So probably 20 years. I span. have not
1: watched this, but I have used the phrase. I can't, I quit can't you. quit you for great comedic effect on more than one occasion. uh, And that's why women don't like you, because they don't like funny men.
0: Mm. That's right.
1: Yeah. Okay. Uh, It's a
0: good movie. Um, I was expecting, this is going to sound terrible, I was expecting more tragedy. Right. Because uh, certainly it's not perfect, right? Right. Certainly the the world will not allow their love, et cetera, et cetera. But these are also, these are two guys who obviously- Cowboys are the
2: manliest of all manly men.
0: Sure, uh, but these two characters obviously also kind of like women, right? They're right. not full on gay; they're, they're bisexual. Uh, they seem to actually care about their wives, right? It's just that they're super excited, but they, they love these uh, the other man more, right? And I'm like, well, okay, so it's almost that. Also, part of it is problem. The problem is that the monogamy is the problem, right? right? But they seem to have solved it because they just go up on the mountain whenever they want together. So there's
1: no scene where they get busted and then they have to live a life of shame and and uh, um, accusation. Well, I don't want to spoil, I don't
0: want to spoil too much, but no, there's no huge, uh, oh my God, and then they all get beat, they get beat up because they're gay or anything like that. There's there's a little bit of people so, looking down on them. They do get caught by actually the guy that they work for, but right. he lets them finish and then just <laughs> is like, I'm not, the next year, like, I'm not hiring you. Like, that's it. Yeah. And, it and it sucks. Uh, so he doesn't go
1: into town and say, those, those fancy those boys guys. are up there. Yeah, he doesn't go telling on.
0: everybody they, they don't have their lives ruined. They, they live that, that 20 mm-hmm. years of meeting up with each other every once in a while mm-hmm. and going up and, and enjoying their time in the mountain then coming back with their wives and kids and having decent lives. Wow. And, and I was kind of expecting just like to be pummeled by this movie. I was expecting to be emotionally beat up. And because of that, I was like, well, I mean, that's bad, but... Eh.
1: Uh, well, I can talk about a movie where tragic things happen a much more caustic result. Mm. Uh, the Old War of the Roses, starring Kathleen Turner, oh, Michael yeah. Douglas, uh, and Danny DeVito, which uh, back in the day was, I think, critically torched, even in its own time, but I quite liked it. Why? Because it's very black humor. I think at the time, I even said, that's the darkest comedy I've ever seen in my life up to it is super dark. So What is the what
2: exactly is the premise?
1: Uh it's a, a husband and wife yes. who are getting divorced. Okay. Uh and they and they refuse to divvy up the assets, especially mm-hmm. the house. The house is is kind of the you know, the crown jewel of their possessions. Mm-hmm. So one, neither of them will accede to being like bought out of the house. So instead they take a a a, a a line of tape and divide the house in half Oh, right down the middle.
2: Oh, like WKRP Les Nesman style. Les
1: Nesman style. And so one of them is only allowed to live on one side. <laughs> the other is allowed to live on the other. All right. And, and they're, they're like trying to annoy the other one so much that they will leave voluntarily. Of their own volition. Oh, okay. So there's a scene it where funny. it seems Kathleen Turner may have cooked his dog. Uh, <laughs> there's a scene where a bunch of her stuff goes missing. There is uh, the scene where their their divorce lawyer Danny DeVito and Michael Douglas are sitting there. Michael Douglas is so gleeful because the way he's he's divided the house, he ends up with like 12 more square feet. Oh. Right. Oh. So, it's so Danny like, don't you see? Don't Danny DeVito's like, this seems like a terrible idea. You should move <laughs> out of the house. He goes, no, don't you get it? I've got more square footage. I'm winning, right? <laughs> and, uh, and yeah, just e- every minute that the movie goes on, it just escalates and escalates and escalates and escalates. There's even moments where you see these flashes where they, you know, maybe they still kind of love each other a little bit, but it's just become this insane competition that neither of them can let go. And I thought it was, I thought it was quite funny. So
2: this is a sequel to *Romancing the Stone*.
0: It's not. <laughs> it's not a sequel. It's not a sequel, it, but it's, it's definitely afterwards. Yeah. <laughs> it does have Kathleen Turner.
1: Yeah.
2: And Danny DeVito. And, and Dan- Michael Douglas.
1: I thought it was kind of entertaining. And so I, it, you know, it's from 1989. So, uh, uh, you know, I'm sure you can find it somewhere and check it out. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. If you like black comedies, this is about as black as they get.
0: A love in the Game of Thrones world, which the series is called A Song of Ice and Fire, the television show is Game of Thrones, is Jamie and Cersei Lannister, Mm-hmm. their
2: brother and sister they are
0: twin brother and sister <laughs> oh nice who have an illicit love that the political machinations and murders that they do to, to uh, cover it up throw the entire realm into chaos right. like it's really they are the cause of all the crap that is going on in that world uh
1: and because they are twins who are having sex were they to have babies, then they would have Siamese twins. They
0: would have quadruplets.
1: Quadruplets, that's the way it works.
0: Because it's, it's squaring, right? Yeah, two, that's two right. Two squared. That's right. Uh, they actually do have kids uh, ah. who are, are the bastard children because Cersei is married to the actual king. Right. And Jaime is doing his sister on the side. And right. the And uh, the kids they have all have this blonde hair that is prevalent in their family whereas the King's family always has dark-haired children because right. it's dominant, right?
1: Right, right. Well, you know, I mean, uh, they have like four eyeballs and like six ears and like 17 toes. They,
0: they don't. Uh, uh, the magic must uh, keep that kind of stuff out. Although uh, their eldest son, Joffrey, is pretty much uh, a psychopath uh, who loves to kill and torture and right. stuff. So that's that could be because of uh, mental problems. There
1: could be a nature versus nurture argument here. True. I <laughs> you mean, know, you being... live in a household where it's okay to bang your twin sister well i don't think the kids know
0: the kids don't they i don't i don't remember maybe a little bit somebody who knows the books better than i will know uh-huh. that uh, although their other two children uh tommen and uh, uh Marcella both seem pretty decent uh mm-hmm. tommen actually later on and well, they the all books, have
1: vestigial tales uh
0: he might they don't show it <laughs>
1: I could talk about something that has a a real life crossover. We could have we could have talked about this in history or in pop culture. What's that? Bonnie and Clyde. Oh yeah. Yeah, great movie. Academy award winning movie with uh Warren Beatty and uh um Did they go on a spree of some kind? There was there, there was a robbery spree for sure. Crime spree. Yeah, absolutely. They you know, uh um they robbed banks and, you know, did heists and you know, uh, over the span of a couple of years in, like, four states, they uh, took down a lot of things, became the public enemy number one, and ended up getting ambushed and gunned down by federal agents. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah.
2: Love but, did not conquer all.
1: It did not. But uh, the movie. Yes. Uh, with. Um, Dick Tracy. Uh, Academy Award-winning movie starring uh, Warren Beatty and Faye Dunaway and directed by Arthur Penn. It's quite excellent. I will watch it.
0: I have never seen it. Yeah.
1: Well, they it actually got um, the reaction to the final the finale where they get gunned down is like so bloody that uh, it was quite controversial at the time, Mm. 1967 when it came out. All right. Yeah. What about the Joker and Harley Quinn?
0: Yeah. Are they in love?
2: I think that Harley Quinn was in love with the Joker. Yeah. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that's true, and and they had kind of a twisted relationship, at least in the cart in the animated. Do you think she
0: might be showing limerence? And she is completely obsessed with him and really needs for him to reciprocate those feelings. Uh-huh. Yeah, maybe. Because when he doesn't, that's when she goes on a bender and, like, goes off on her own and does her own little Harley Quinn crime spree. Yeah, I, I don't
1: know. I remember her being uh, more or less obsessed with him. Yeah. I don't know about the comic books or the animated series, but I do know that there are some outstanding Harley Quinn cosplay girls out there. It's true. Mm-hmm. They're out there. Some people do a great job of, like, you know, costumes and makeup and whatnot.
0: Mm-hmm. I'm a big fan. Mm -hmm. In the Sandman comics, there's a pretty brutal uh, kind of love story. In the dollhouse collection of the Sandman, Mm -hmm. the tale of uh, Dream, which is, he's never really called the Sandman. It's just the title of the book. Uh, Dream and African Queen Nada is told. Uh, This is back in kind of prehistory in Mm -hmm. Africa before even the Sahara Desert shows up, but it doesn't really say when it is. It's long ago. Uh, After seeing Dream walking through her city at night, Nada fell instantly in love. She hunted him down and even enters the Dream realm to look for him where she did, where she does find him and declares her love for him he tells her that she may join him in the dream realm if she wishes and become his queen Ooh. however knowing now what he is you know one of the endless and the lord of dreams and all right. that stuff mm-hmm. she refuses telling him that no good can come from the love between one of the endless and immortal and she leaves he then is dismayed and becomes obsessed with her, oh. follows her, Ooh. and convinces her to be with him. They make love on a hill overlooking her city. In the morning, a meteor strikes the city, destroying it completely oh my right? God. and leaving glazed green glass. This is the this is what happens when the endless immortals fool around. Right. Bad things happen, right? The okay. universe says that shouldn't happen. You're going to get punished for that. Right. After seeing this, Nada throws herself off a cliff before Dream can stop her, uh, despite being a powerful a powerful being in the world that can do almost yep. anything. Mm-hmm. In stories where he doesn't quite make the cliff, he doesn't make it. Yeah. He then goes to Grandmother Death's realm because he can do that. Right. Mm-hmm. And tries to convince her to come back and live in the dreaming with him. Now
1: now is he is she Grandmother Death or is she Grand mother death like grandma of darken
0: to grandmother altogether as well oh,
1: so like um, it's, a granny it's, style it's
0: actually dream sister death right but the that culture called her grandmother death got it he meets her uh, in her realm and says please come back to the and live in the dreaming with me you can do that instead of being here he asks her twice and she refuses both times and he says if you say no again i will send you to hell and uh she refuses again and he sends her to hell Mm-hmm. Where she stays for thousands of years until, in uh, one of in one of the later stories, or actually it's a story that happens beforehand. He walks past her and uh, basically says, "Yeah, you got to stay there." And it just shows how totally horribly cruel this main character can be to people who spurn his love.
1: Right, right, right. Yeah, he's, that's a uh, kind of dick move. It's
0: total dick move. Uh, thankfully, uh, his sister eventually tells him, "Hey, that was a dick move," and he goes through pretty great peril to undo it.
3: Mm-hmm. Oh, peril. Yeah. Mm.
0: Leading to the very excellent Season of Mists uh, series in the right. Sandman. Yeah. yeah. In video games. Now, I haven't played this yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've seen a few YouTube videos of it. I think we should do a Caustic Soda Let's Play okay. of this game. All right. It's called Full Boyfriend. It's an interactive text-based visual novel. So what that means is it shows you a few pictures, but mostly you're like reading conversations and clicking right. through and things like that. Uh-huh. And it has a branching plot line. So you get to choose what you are going to say and right. reply to things. Okay, it's like a choose-your-own-adventure, right. but in exactly. video game format. Yes. Oh, uh, and I'm excited. Your decisions determine which of the game's multiple endings you receive, and it's actually a dating simulation. Right, so I play
1: the Hattiful boyfriend.
0: Uh, no, you were looking for a Hatiful boyfriend. So um. Hattiful is a pun on the word to. Furu, which is uh, kind of a Japanese loan word from English, they've taken the English words "heartful" or "hurtful" and turned it into their own word, meaning it can mean either that, heartful right, right. or hurtful. Okay. And also the Japanese word hato, which means pigeon or dove. Right. Mm. Oh. It does. It uses this because the game features pigeons and other birds as major characters. You play the only human female. In a school called St. Pidgeot Nations Institute, which is an elite school for birds, where all the other students and teachers. Are pigeons and doves and other similar types of birds? Okay, okay.
1: Why are there so many messed up Japanese video games? Well,
0: this one started as kind of a joke. Like, right. uh, A guy made a joke, little game uh, about dating pigeons because he thought pigeons were interesting looking, and uh-huh. he wanted to make a f- he wanted to make fun of these dating sims. Yes. But from there, it evolved into apparently something brilliant because uh-huh. I have seen. Now I don't know how this game becomes brilliant because a lot of the reviews go, "You just have to play it and find." out right so that's why i say that we should do this okay i do know though and this is a bit of a spoiler yeah that if you play through it and you don't get a boyfriend and there are something like 13 different endings or something like that you open up a hidden alternate story mode where it which opens up with the discovery of your corpse Because you get killed if you don't find a boyfriend, Uh and you then instead follow your best friend around as he investigates the circumstances of your death, and you unravel darker conspiracies surrounding the school. So it's this pink, beautiful, like there's little hearts, and you know Uh uh, they can show you uh, human anime versions of each pigeon when you first see them, yeah. So that you can go, oh, that represents what this pigeon is, right? But then every other time you see it, it's just a pigeon. It's so random it's, and weird. It is random and weird, and we need to play it.
1: I'll, I, I, the only reason I will agree to play this is because it is so random and so weird. Yes. Torn, what's your dream situation? Do you end up with a pigeon or a dove or That's a fine. finch or a budgie? What do you end up with? What kind of bird? Uh, what kind of bird is your dream bird? My dream bird. Yeah.
0: Do you want a swan because you like necking? <laughs>
1: What are you, Joe? what What's your What's your dream scenario? Uh, what do per- you end up with?
0: Peregrine falcon. It's oh. not in the. It's not in this game. But I want a well, peregrine falcon.
1: You really. Uh, you're just uh, shooting for the Brad Pitt here. Let's yep. get real, Joe. You're not a ten, all right? I'm not like peregrine falcons are tens. What, what would uh, you, you know, say I am? Be, Kevin? be more. Be more realistic.
0: What would you say? I am this is Kevin? be more. This is. It, this is this a, set our sights realistically. You want yeah. a
2: grouse? A grouse? <laughs> a grouse?
0: Uh, a chicken, so I can eat it when it dies, because I like chicken.
2: Frigger birds have those big. Giant red bladders. Oh, there. yeah. Oh, those yeah, might they're... only be the males.
0: What's that flightless bird that Stephen Fry had stand on his head? Um, oh, that's
2: the parrot from the, the from parrot. New Zealand. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. I can't remember what it's called either. But uh, that's that's or... an excellent choice. No moa. Yes, I'll take an extinct bird. The <laughs> kakapo. <Okay. laughs> All right. Yes, the a kakapo. giant moa. I, I would yes. like so a kakapo.
1: kakapo. All right. So Joe's going with the kakapo. Okay. I will take. Your... I will take the bird of paradise. Yeah. Mm. That.
0: Oh, sexy. All
2: right. That I can dress up and dance around. Okay. I'll dance around her. All
1: right. All right. Dancing, dancing. I like the dancing, way this is going. Showing my colors. Yeah, of
2: course. Uh, oh, and, I, 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 oh, and putting. Oh God. Yeah. This is showing my uh, BBC nerd. Them right now yeah. and, and putting all of the little various, uh, the, it's like the OCD um, Bird of Paradise that takes snail shells and beetle shells and rocks and shiny things and organizes them oh, yeah. all around its lair yeah. in little compartments. Right? They're okay. all separated and put in very nice piles. I can't remember the name of the specific Bird of Paradise. It's right. probably like the Splendiferous Bird of Paradise yeah. or the Marvelatious Bird of Paradise. Right, right.
1: Uh, i choose that one the bowerbird right. the bowerbird there you go i mean the obvious answer in my mind is of course the peacock cuz he probably comes sporting. right, right? But, also, but that's you also, but that that means you're dating the pea fowl or the pea hen. no no cuz you're no, looking for a hot boyfriend
2: okay you're, you're a female yeah. in this situation oh that's right
1: okay uh, so the peacock is uh, the obvious answer because he's probably sporting, but i'm going to go with the turkey because he gobble gobble gobbles <laughs>
3: It's such a weird feeling to know you're alive. It's such an awful feeling. You're dying inside. And when you wake up, startled to say, I hope I don't go crazy today. It's such a bad feeling. And others' feelings are feeling you know that. We'll be back
2: when the week is new, and we'll have more gross facts for you, and you'll have
3: things you want to hear about. We will. caustic soda was recorded by mike leeson while recovering from a self-inflicted temporal abscess to comment on episodes make donations and for links images videos and show notes visit causticsodapodcast.com rate and review us on itunes visit us on facebook tweet us on twitter at caustic podcast email us at info at podcastexotrapodcast.com thanks for listening i prefer tickle
0: mice tickle mice mm-hmm.
2: i prefer tickle mice oh mice that just run all over your body tickling, tickling you, tickling you. Tickling you. Yeah. i always bring for, out the tickle mice for a uh, while for torture
0: tickle torture for a while i was confused and thought he was michael nice no that's somebody else it totally is i know that now <laughs> i was like did michael nice change his last name because he hated that it was nice he
2: doesn't like n's but does like t's well right? seems like a weird conversation for our listeners to hear it's
0: totally <laughs> weird to have <laughs> Milwaukee, Wisconsin, July twenty eleventh. When Jordan Cardella's twenty eleventh, twenty eleventh, July twenty eleven. It's not two thousand eleven. It's twenty eleven. Okay, but you said twenty eleventh. Oh, 2011. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't hear the th part. You didn't say that. Let me do it again. Even though it's funny, put this today. It's the twenty eleventh. Well, yeah, okay. <laughs> That's going in the outro.